please be advised. We will be discussing subjects that may not be suitable for all audiences, and will include subjects that some will find challenging, traumatic, or triggering. Welcome to You Don't Fight Alone, a podcast sharing the stories of those of us successfully living with mental illness and how we got there. Yeah, so the story starts... I think I'm, I'm going to go back uh, about four years, four to five years, and I have, for, for many years of my life, I have felt like something is wrong with me like just something's wrong with how I um I don't I didn't and and it's kind of been a mystery to me it's like it's like is it with how I look is it with how I um how I feel um I've had different bouts of you know like being really socially awkward for months and stuff like that and it's like I could never figure it out um but then this that journey has kind of you know as I've been going through this for the last um, you know maybe approximately nine years um, it's been yeah it's, it's been something that's that got worse as time went on My name is Andrew, and I am actually uh, undiagnosed. Living in uh, in Denver, Colorado, <coughs> and actually living with my my mom and and some of my family, and uh, and yeah, life was life seemed good. Um, I was working in a decent job and, uh, yeah, in a very, uh, very conservative uh, subculture. And so all my friends and, and everything was a very, uh, uh, just kind of my world was very, very conservative and sometimes, uh, maybe strict and whatever, but, uh, that's just what I knew. And, uh, I started going up to Canada for for my work. I really just kind of found a um a safe place in my community there and uh and and even a lot of like the social awkwardness that I would struggle with was just much less of a problem for some reason that I couldn't even explain. And so I eventually I moved to Canada. And uh, really, by the end of 2015, I decided that was where I was going to be. I'd been going up and down a lot and was kind of half in one place, half in the other place. So so back in 2016, beginning of 2016, I, I started dating this girl. And I I had this idea that she was like the the one for me if that makes sense in fact i even kind of felt like god told me that she was the one and and so i i went into this relationship and i kind of had this idea of how it's supposed to look 
and how I was supposed to act and all these things. And, and, uh, you know, and this was just what I knew. And, and so it just, it seemed, it seemed good for a couple months. And then I really started to question it and was really kind of unsure of how much I really liked it, how much I wanted her and stuff like that. And these were honestly questions that for me, for a lot of my life, I haven't really been willing to ask myself and really been willing to be honest with myself about, you know, to actually ask myself the question, what do I want? And, uh, and what makes, yeah, what makes me feel good and stuff like that. I've, I've often, you know, for a lot of my life, I've always often believed it's just like, well, what does, you know, it's like, what is, what is God telling me to do? And, and what am I supposed to do? And what should I do? And what ought I to do? And all this stuff. And leaving very little room for actually being willing to be honest with myself. And yet I felt like I was kind of stuck because I felt like God told me that this was what I was supposed to do. And so I had this idea and I thought that, that God would make it happen. And so, um, so anyways, I, I really started to struggle in it because I thought that I had to continue with it and that I had to, you know, move on with the relationship to where it seemed like it was going. Um, but I just continued to have just like so much struggle with it. And, and eventually <coughs> I just had to tell her, it's like, look, I, it's like, we have to take a little break here. I have to figure this out. You know, I need to even kind of figure out what, what I want here and, and whatever. After a few days, I actually felt like, well, you know what? I don't think I can continue with this. Like my heart is just not in this. And I feel like I can't take my heart and put it into it. My heart is just simply not in it. And um, that's just kind of the way that I saw it, I guess. Um, and so I, just because there was no way forward, I actually told her that we had to end this. And <coughs> it wasn't really what my friends and family thought that I should do. Um, but, you know, looking back now, I'm realizing that it's like, I actually have to, you know, in life, we actually have to follow our hearts with these things, right? And that was just something that I wasn't willing to do at that point, but was now fighting with the consequences of refusing to do that. So I thought that now, you know, once she was, she was out of my life, that everything would be great. But actually what happened was I continued to feel worse about it. I had all sorts of regrets, second guessing, and like, oh, did I just miss my big chance and stuff like that. And kind of went downhill, um, isolated myself. I kind of pulled away from people and spent a lot of time just like in my room. And which was kind of weird because I was, a fairly social person. I'm I'm very extroverted. Um, but I just felt increasingly terrible about being around people. And I felt like nobody really understood what I was going through. And I wasn't even sure if I was depressed about breaking up or what it was. It was just like, there was just something that I just, just like felt was just like wrong with me. And I just couldn't understand it. And, uh, and so, yeah, got, fairly depressed. I didn't think about suicide too much. I did think about it a bit. Um, and 
yeah, eventually a good friend of mine um, who is, who's a bit of a life coach, he encouraged me to see this psychologist that he knew that had really helped him through some, some real big stuff that he had gone through. And I remember, I, I even remember the conversation. I was in his office and, and I was talking with him and he, he asked me to, you know, so it's like, yeah, asked me if I'd be, he thought that I really needed to, to get some psychological help. And, and I remember, um, afterwards, just even just how I felt about it. And I was kind of like, well, it's like, no, absolutely not. I don't need psychological help. I mean, God's just going to fix this, right? You know, it's just like to, to go to a psychologist and, and all of this stuff just seemed to me to be just like rejecting faith. So what happened was, is that in January, so this would be January of last year, 2017, I actually um, came out of all of it in a fairly dramatic way um, and, uh, and just um, and yeah, everything seemed to be gone. The depression and the hopelessness and um, it was actually just, uh, just something my pastor shared. Um, and I thought that I was good and I thought, okay, well, there we go. I'm all good now. And I actually went on this extreme high and I overconnected with lots of people and I was all excited to prove that, Hey, I'm, I'm all good and I don't have any issues and, <coughs> you know, and I even felt like, oh, you know, people in my life, they weren't really helpful. They didn't really have the answers. And in the end, I didn't really need them. Um, <coughs> and, you know, I didn't see it at the time, but, there was still some things very wrong with me and uh and I just wasn't willing to see it and I thought that it was all good um and so what happened last year was this whole kind of high emotional high and drive and all this stuff faded away and um, I started to become disillusioned and depressed again. And so I just started feeling like, oh, I don't think I can do this. And, you know, what kind of a person am I? And, and, and even like, I just didn't feel like doing things as much anymore. And so as I was doing less, I started to feel bad because it's not like, oh, I'm this guy that's not very interesting. I'm not really doing much. And, and, um, yeah, before long, I started to become really depressed and just started going back down into that cycle of, you know, I would work late a lot, but I wasn't really getting much done. But it was kind of this nice out and this nice thing that I could be doing so I didn't actually have to face, you know, the the demons inside. Um, and so I just kind of filled my life with work and then, you know, movies and just didn't really want to think about anything. I just kind of wanted to just turn my mind off because there was just stuff going on that I was just confused by. And
I kind of felt stuck and I felt like there was really no <clears throat> future for me um, that I made everyone's lives worse and uh, I kind of felt terrible uh, just even talking to people and um, and I just felt like I was a terrible person and I just felt like um, yeah, there was no future. I thought about suicide a lot. I thought about some different ways to commit suicide and but eventually I kind of I kind of came to the point where I was like well I don't think it's worth committing suicide it's probably better to keep going anyways even though I don't really see any future it's like I mean committing suicide is kind of a it's kind of a <clears throat> it's like well then you're done right and uh there's got to be you know there's got to be, I don't know, it's got to be at least less worse to not. So, um, <laughs> so I um, eventually, and, and just work was really hard and, and, and really tough, and, and I just really believed I couldn't do it, and I was inadequate and stuff like that. And I honestly started to feel less and less like a normal human being. And and when you're with, when you're by yourself a lot and you're not even really talking to others or bouncing ideas off of people, you, you can come up with some really weird ideas, especially about like yourself and who you are. So February of 2018, where I was actually supposed to go on a business trip and it was a business trip that I just dreaded for many, many weeks because I had to present something that I had played a large part in creating, something that I really didn't think I did well. Um, and I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but this is what happened. I, you know, it, it came time to go fly out to this client site and I just I just really I felt like I was ruining the project and I felt like if I went I would destroy our relationship with the client just because I was such a I don't know just because I was a terrible person or just because I would just mess it up because um, I felt like I couldn't succeed in anything and so instead of going to the client site, I decided just to turn off my phone, turn off everything, and instead fly to Montreal. Uh, I live in Edmonton, Alberta, and so Montreal's on the other side of Canada, and it just seemed to be like, okay, I can just get away, I can be done with life, I can be out of everyone's life lives, because honestly, I just make it worse for anybody anyways. This is actually just the best thing, and so... Um, and so I went to Montreal and figured that my family and friends and everybody would just kind of forget about me, let me go, and I could maybe start some new life there and um, kind of start fresh. I didn't, I, I, the last, I didn't want to go back to the way things were. And so... It was a pretty miserable time in Montreal, honestly, but I, I found ways to, I just 
watched lots of movies and, and tried to, you know, just not think at all. I just didn't want to think and I didn't want to give myself any space to process anything just because it's just, just painful and it just, um, yeah, I just didn't want to go there. And so after a couple nights, actually, the uh, I was in a kind of a hotel room and uh, I was in the middle of the night and there was this knock on the door and it was actually the RCMP. So that's the Canadian police force. And I, in that moment, I, I just remember the first thing that I thought was like, crap, what is happening? Like I could have seen that this was going to happen. I should have told my family to not do this. Um, now it's like, this is very awkward very embarrassing. I have no idea how I'm going to even like talk about this. And there's no way I want to go back to <coughs> my community and everybody. Cause I don't know, to me, it's like, I mean, running off when you're supposed to go on a work trip and stuff like that, it's just, it's very unprofessional. It's very unethical. And it just seemed like a very bad thing to do. Um, but to me, it was just, it was better than destroying basically the project and stuff was what I had convinced myself of. And so these, these three French Canadians came into my hotel room, uh, two guys and a girl and, and they actually surprised me because I was expecting them to be annoyed and upset and frustrated with me, but rather they actually just had me sit down and just started to just, talk to me about what was going on and, and ask me questions and and even just share their perspective. And it kind of caught me off guard because I felt like, I felt like for the first time in a long time, here were some people who just simply loved me and cared for me. And, and it was actually kind of, kind of nice in some ways. Um, and you know, and they saw that, okay, something just isn't normal. Like, what's going on? Why Why are you doing this and stuff like that? You know, why would you just turn off your phone and and, and all of that? Um, and so I, I actually went to the hospital because they, I just asked them for advice and they recommended, well, you know, we would probably suggest that you go to the hospital. And and so they actually took me to the hospital and um, and and really while I was there in the in the ER, it gave me a chance to just kind of start to think and actually just process what was going on. And I felt like I had dug a, a very deep hole and, and I felt like I had done all sorts of things that maybe I didn't even really do, but that it was just impossible to dig out and it was just going to be such a a hard road and everything to, to actually get out and get to like be somewhat, I don't know, happy and normal and, and, and all of that. Um, so there were a couple nurses at the hospital and I even saw a psychiatrist there who, and they were, they were concerned that I wouldn't just walk out and kill myself. Um, and, and it was at that point that I decided that I would actually go back and, take the advice of my friend back in, back in Alberta and actually see this psychologist. Um, 
I, at this point, I, I had woken up to the fact that I needed that. I, look, I looked at it and it was, I was just very afraid. I was actually very afraid of my life in Canada. And there was just something about Denver that just kind of wanted to pull me back and it just seemed kind of safe and stuff like that. But, but um, I knew I had to decide between the two, at least even just for a few months, just to see what kind of help I'd get. And I, I actually made the decision to go back to, to Alberta and honestly, after making that decision was a breakthrough for me. I stopped fighting even the, just what I wanted. Because honestly, that's where I wanted to be. Um, and I stopped fighting my community and just the things that I was passionate about and and stuff that I that I was even wanting to do in Alberta and um you know and I have lots of desires with music and and even with like political involvement and stuff like that and and those are things I wanted to do but I just kind of rejected all those things for some reason and I because I I was actually rejecting myself and I was rejecting who I was and and so the last four months, because that was about a little over four months ago, have been just a journey of of actually going to my psychologist, and I've I see him about every two weeks, and it's been really wonderful, and it's been very necessary, and I have worked through just a lot of of stuff and even just who I, who I see myself to be and even just what I do with things that I want to do and what I do with like what's in my heart rather than fighting all those, those things and thinking that I can't have them. I now pursue them and I, and I pursue the things that I want to do. Something that, something that I saw for the first time a couple months ago was that I, actually hated myself and that I've been hating myself for years. I've believed that I am somehow second rate, that I'm not good enough, um, that my feelings are, are wrong. And I had, again, incredible breakthrough when I, I turned from that and decided that the way that I am, the way that I, you know, I believe that I was created, the way that I'm made is awesome. And that nobody gets to tell me that, you know, or or something that I've, I've made a decision on is that I'm not going to let other people define who I am. Um, I am going to fully embrace who I am. I'm going to fully embrace who I'm created to be. And I'm not going to be ashamed of that anymore. And that has helped me so much and just in, in being willing to pursue the things that I love and being willing to pursue the things that, that, uh, the dreams that are in my heart. And, um, I'm not interested in, in trying to do things that just aren't in my heart anymore. And, and more and more, I, I, I want to pursue the things that I want to do.
things that you want to do are important and who you are is you are an amazing person and I don't care what kind of issues you have or what kind of challenges you face in life. You know, each, each person is, is just so incredible and so unique. And I think one of the best things you can do is, is just embrace that and, and stop fighting who you are and stop thinking that you need to be put in this box that other people create or, or even that you create. Sometimes we create boxes and we think, oh, I need to look like this and I need to be this way rather than just simply being ourselves. And um, it is so much work and it's so hard and it's so frustrating and it gets so discouraging when we try to be something that we're not. Uh, and honestly, the world needs you to be who you are. And you have special gifts, special talents, and and things that that you know you need that other people need. And and I think this world would just be a much better place if if people actually just fully embraced who they are and pursued the things that are on their heart and you know live out your dreams to to any any Christians out there is that actually you do need help just as much as anybody else needs help and honestly the issues you face um, a lot of people face this stuff and and I think that it's time that we stop thinking that somehow we're like special and actually be willing to have the humility to to go to those people who have you know they have real training and they have good techniques that actually do work and just like I would hope you'd be willing to go to a physical doctor if you break your arm or something like that <coughs> um, be willing to go to somebody who's really a doctor of the mind and a doctor of the emotions and and people who are really trained and skilled in that because because honestly like they are doing wonderful work they are doing good work and part of me regrets the fact that i often wrote them off and i was like well <clears throat> that's not even valid we just don't need that but nothing could be further from the truth and in fact i think that most of us do need that and most of us do need psychological help and so i would just say get your head out of the clouds and actually get some help For more information, please visit youdon'tfightalone.org. You Don't Fight Alone is supported in part by MLH Services, a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. For your marketing needs, mlh-services.com. The You Don't Fight Alone podcast is a production of You Don't Fight Alone, Incorporated. 
produced and engineered by James Fisher and Keaton Lycom. The information presented by You Don't Fight Alone is not intended as medical advice. If you have mental health questions, please talk to a mental health professional.